Welcome to Next Woman Up, a sports <laughs> podcast by women for women. And guys, you can join the huddle too. Just want to give a little innovative intro to our lineup. We have an innovative football mind with an arm like Brady and a scout who continues to break barriers at the collegiate and professional level. Her eye for top talent has landed her in the headlines. My co-host and Super Bowl champ, Carly Helfand. Thank you, Sarah. So happy to be here. Um, And let me introduce you, my teammate, media communications and PR wizard who has worked in digital media, radio journalism, and sports law, a literal fountain of knowledge when it comes to the NBA and basketball, and an all-around badass, my co-host, Sarah L. Juicy. I love this hype, Carly. (laughs) Right? I know. I'm an arm like Brady. Okay, okay. (laughs) I see you. No, guys, if anybody doesn't know this about Carly, she's a flag football legend. Just want everyone just want everyone to understand that. She's really good. Yeah, and I was the first um, head football coach, first female head football coach in Greek week history at Drexel University. Just want to add that in there. There so, you go. Hall of rep- Fame. Represent. <laughs> um, so, guys, you're probably wondering why you're here and why we decided to create Next Woman Up. Well, um, I've noticed I'm a big sports podcast listener that there's not a lot of podcasts out there that are actually made by women and geared toward a female audience. Um, And I think it's really important to be represented. So we really want to have a podcast where you guys can feel like you're represented, you know, the female sports fan, um, the woman who wants to work in the industry, the woman who isn't in in the industry and, you know, wants to see you know, women out there and get the perspective um, that we have as also being females in the sports industry. Um, So we're so happy you're here, guys. Yeah, I think that just going off what Carly said, we're also in a really unique position, which, you know, we're kind of like these childhood friends who always talked about our dreams and aspirations. And then to see it come to fruition with Carly, you know, achieving um, breaking into the NFL and me being an NBA, it's like we've talked about that since we were 15 years old. And now, you know, we're 24. And to talk about it now, I think we're going to bring a really fresh perspective for, you know, all the young women out there trying to pursue the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So Sarah and I went to Wayne Hills High School together and uh, (laughs) our friendship blossomed in TV production class. Um, We have come a long way since shooting fake commercials. (laughs) No, Uh, see, Carly. So Carly would come to my house. We set up a runway in my backyard. I don't know who we thought we were. TJ Maxx and Marshalls, if you're hearing this, you missed out because we made a really great commercial. Sponsorship, please. Yeah, I think we aced that. Thank, thankful, <laughs> thank God for Carly. She's, she was the tech wizard in high school. I, I was not so, so much as talented, but we got through it. Yes, we did. Um, so guys, we're um, going to tell you a little bit about what our podcast is going to be like and what you can expect, you know, over the next few episodes, what you guys can get excited for. Um, so obviously, we're going to cover the current events in sports and our take on them. We're very opinionated and we like people to hear it. Um, yay, New Jerseyans. Um, so we're going to love to talk about that and talk about the hot topics that are trending in sports. Um, we're going to talk about different industry topics as well. Sarah and I are both professionals in the industry. Um, so we're going to talk about networking, being the only women in the room and, you know, the reality of working in sports. We'll also cover a lot of other topics that, and we want to hear from you guys as well. Um, we want feedback on what you guys want to hear about from us. Um, and we'll tell you a little bit more about us and our background. So you guys can ask us questions and hear about what you want 
uh, to be covered, um, you guys can shoot us an email anytime <laughs> at nextwomanuppod at gmail.com. We want to hear your feedback. Absolutely. We want rivalries. We want just all out <laughs> screaming. You know, we're, we're big New York sports fans. So we know we're a target. We, we appreciate it. We accept it, honestly. Yeah. I want Sarah to have her Stephen A. Smith moment. <laughs> I'm literally waiting for that. Yeah. That's been years, years in the making. By the way, guys, I actually met him in the mall. Great guy. Great guy. Was he screaming at you? <laughs> <laughs> no guys i don't know he was walking out of the apple store with eight bags i don't understand what was happening but he was nice enough to say hi to me and it's a picture that i cherish now forever so very nice um yeah. i think that should go up on our instagram one <laughs> <Yeah>. day <laughs> we will do that absolutely so, <laughs> so carly do you want to tell everyone a little bit about you and how you got into the industry Yes, absolutely. So um, I grew up a huge football fan, um, fell in love with football when I was like seven or eight years old. Um, I don't have any brothers. So my dad was like so gung ho about me loving sports. Um, I grew up, you know, watching Giants games every Sunday, going to training camp, going to games and um, just like falling in love with football. Um, I went to school at Drexel University in Philadelphia. I studied sports management there. I had a bunch of internships because that's what you got to do. <laughs> um, so I started on the business side doing marketing for athletics um, at University of Pennsylvania. I followed that um, working for sponsorship department with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then I always knew I wanted to be on the football side of things. So I worked for the Philadelphia Soul in Arena League doing football operations. I also did some film watching there. I was kind of like the right-hand woman to the GM um, and learned a ton there. From there, I went into recruiting at University of Pennsylvania. Um, I worked with a lot of coaches there. The coaches there were amazing and taught me a lot that I know about watching film and football terminology. Um, I also got to work with players a lot and players' families and introduce them to our school and get them into our program. Um, while I was working for University of Pennsylvania, I had the amazing opportunity of going to China with the team. Um, we can get into that at a later episode, but that was a really amazing experience for me. And currently, I'm an assistant scout with the Buccaneers, so I do a lot of watching film, evaluating players, and working with players as well. Uh, and of course, recently, we just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, it was a tiny little detail. Um, it was an amazing experience, and you guys are going to get to hear all about it from me and possibly a guest that was also involved in the win um, on a future episode, so get excited for that, guys. Guys, when Carly says that she's a Giants fan, I just want to break it down for you. There is a room in her home, the entire wall, like every wall in the room is covered with Giants, um, f- like flags, everything you can imagine. Like she would come to school with Giants touch all the time. Like the probably one of the biggest fans I know. Just to give you an idea of that, that like you cannot speak to her during a game. Like she, if if there's a loss, she'll be unavailable for like the next five days. It's it's pretty uh, this pretty is crazy. True. This yeah. is true. I take um I take L's pretty hard, guys. So <laughs> yeah, gonna be gonna be interesting when football season rolls around. Yeah, I just usually text her. I try to stay a little bit a little far from. <laughs> Well, like my mom was, my mom is always like, am I allowed to see you or like, are you going to bite? Exactly. So that's, that's Carly for you. And, you know, she mentioned that she went to Philly for college and we stayed close. You know, she was still on the East coast. I stayed in New Jersey and I went to a small liberal arts college called Rampo college of New Jersey, where I was a communications major. Um, And, you know, I really knew that I wanted to combine my love for communications and writing with digital media 
Um, I had a professor, Rebecca Lang, who really sparked my knowledge. And so I covered, you know, our basketball team on campus and tried to get involved, you know, even though it was a tiny school as much as I could. I took some unpaid internships where I covered um, the New York Giants, the New York Mets for a magazine, um, a digital website called Scout, and now it's called 24-7 Sports. Um, So that was a really great experience. I think that um, unpaid internships are underrated. It really is rewarding in the end if you feel like it's going to give you that experience. Um, I also had experience covering um, for a men's magazine, talking about Mm -hmm. sports and culture section. Mm -hmm. And then I also interned for SiriusXM, where I got to learn about um, how to run a successful radio show from the legendary Chris Mm -hmm. Russo. So that was just a crazy experience um, working for Mad Dog Sports Radio. Then after college, I was lucky enough to land the role at the NBA in digital media. Um, and now I've transitioned to um, the law firm Legal Life working in media relations. So it's a pretty big uh, transition, which I'll go into later on. But I think it's really valuable to get as much experience as you can. You know, don't feel like you have to be so niche right away. That's something that I've learned that I really appreciate now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you and I together have such a fresh take and perspective. And the fact that we've had different experiences, we can, you know, comment on different things in the industry um, in different ways, which is awesome to have multiple perspectives. Um, And I think will be a great asset to women who want to work in sports or just know about the behind the scenes of sports. Um, And also we want men to enjoy our perspective as well. Um, I think we, uh, I mean, you and I, we know so much about, you know, basketball and football, you know, we know a little bit about baseball and hockey and the (laughs) other sports too that we can talk about. The other sports, Um, the other ones, the other sports, you know, like soccer or, you know, those kind of things. Maybe we'll have a guest on to talk about soccer. Yeah. I think like an expert. Have you ever watched like a full length soccer game? before um maybe during like the world cup yeah i was gonna say the world cup is like the highlight for me but i don't remember and then like that's oh no that's it (laughs) so okay so we're a little biased here and next moment up in terms of our choice of sports but we'll we'll get there i might give hockey a chance one day i might do hockey is hockey is a beautiful thing yeah i might give it a chance one day so so yeah yeah and like we just want you guys to like have a fresh perspective and come to us. And we also like want your feedback. Um, we would love to talk about topics that you want to hear about. Um, but we're going to get a little more acquainted with you guys. So um, I'm going to have asked some questions to Sarah about like her experience um, in the industry and her different roles. So Sarah, um, how did you find your path into digital media and media relations in college? Yeah. So like I said, I went to a small school and I wanted to get involved as much as I could. I had a wonderful professor named Rebecca Lang who worked at great companies, covered sports. And so I took her digital sports class and I covered, um, you know, our men's basketball team. I would interview the players, post game interviews, um, analyses, things like that. Learned a lot about the technical aspect. Um, and that's what kind of drew me to want to work at Sirius, just, you know, taking that digital media course and learning more about it. And then media relations wise, I had a PR professor um, and she was really influential and learning the foundation of that. I was always seeking a role where I could put my writing um, and digital media interests like together. So that's why I felt like the MBA kind of came full circle because I was able to do both. And then I ended up pursuing media relations. So I think it's just amazing to have all those different um, experiences and kind of test out what you like. I think that in college, we feel so much pressure to stick to one thing, but I, I, it's really hard to know what you want, you know, freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And I think that's why internships are so valuable because you can really learn what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at. Um, And then you can also find out about like roles that you didn't even know existed, which is like a whole nother thing. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, Yeah. Do you have any specific experiences that helped you along that path um, or anything that stood out? Maybe a mentor that stood out? Yeah. I would say that I I feel so blessed to have a lot of professors at Ramapo who I feel connected to. That's definitely one of the benefits, I think, of going to a small school. There's not a lot of students. You know, I remember in my digital sports class, it was me and maybe nine other students. So having that close relationship with Rebecca Lang and other professors, um, Ruma Sen, um, David O, people who really influence the way that I write um, and how I meticulously think about things. I think one of the most valuable things having professors who have that real life experience, who worked at companies like NBC, CBS, you know, they've been on the ground for the playoffs, the finals. So getting that real world knowledge was uh, absolutely incredible. And taking those unpaid internships, you know, at the time I was really worried. I thought to myself, am I doing the right thing? You know, I'm writing for a men's magazine. It's not, not too well known. But if I hadn't taken those, I would have never landed serious. You know, you need the small little steps where you get to the big ones so I really encourage people to take those small opportunities because it will lead you to bigger ones down the line oh absolutely and you know not to quote the sixers but <laughs> don't say it trust the don't process say it. oh my god I knew she was gonna say it you're uh, I have feelings about Philly and Philly fans but we'll, we'll, we'll take it it's fine well you didn't spend five years yeah and I did yeah. so yeah um yeah well we'll get there another time <laughs> No need, no no need, need to, to start that yeah. right now. Um, so um, you've uh, talked about a little bit so far, but you achieved a major accomplishment in your first year out of college by landing a digital media job with the NBA. So tell the people <laughs> a little bit about that because that is so cool. Yeah. And um, tell us how it got you to like the role you are now and you know what you're doing now. Okay. So I think I said it, but I will never forget getting that call from the recruiter. I was in the car with my parents, just like hysteric- trying to play calm when she offered the job, but like hung up and just like hysterically cried because that was always my childhood dream. And, um, you know, to have that position out of college at the NBA, it couldn't have been a bigger blessing in my life. And I learned a lot about the way the league looks at um, fans from a global perspective, what content they want on their apps. Um, At the time, there's a domestic and international app. So learning, you know, how to appeal to users, let's say, in Portugal, India versus, you know, the U.S. in New York City was pretty crazy. And yeah, does the NBA have? I mean, like I know a yeah. little bit, but the NBA has a huge international market, huge. right? Huge. Yeah, it's one of those leagues that I would say, like, they definitely want to appeal. Like, it's like think if you think about the stars, like Porzingis and Giannis, and what those players mean to like yeah. their hometowns. It's it's absolutely insane. So learning about that was crazy. Um, Even just like the advertising aspect and like the digital partnerships and branding um, really like blew my mind. And so taking that experience, I um, transitioned to a role at a law firm called Proskauer. And I'm I'm sure if you're not in the legal world, you might not have heard about it. Proskauer is known as the sports law firm. So it's so funny. There was connections I didn't even knew were there until I took the job because Proskauer represents the NBA and all major leagues. So having that connection and working in the sports business side was really interesting. Um, and it allowed me to take on the kind of writing that I so desired from my media relations interest. So now I work at a law firm called White and Case, um, where they have, you know, anywhere from sports clients, to financial to, you know, healthcare. And it's been great to kind of combine the digital passions I had at the NBA with like the more formal legal world. So I love to take that creative energy and put it into the, you know, legal perspective. Definitely. And that's awesome that you're able to bring that to your role now. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
what do you think is next for you? Like, what do you see, you know, five years from now in your career goals? Yeah, from five years from now, I would love to be working for a league. Specifically, I would love to go back to the NBA or a team. I've had a little bit of experience working with um, a sports team, and I really think it's an interesting way to bond. Like, there's no one closer than those people on that team. I know, Carla, you worked for a team, obviously, so you can even speak to that. But I think the league versus team thing is a conversation in its own. So I I think I'd love to work for a team one day, too. Yeah, and especially now that you've had the experience on the league side, like it would be cool for you to have that um, team side experience. Yeah, and if you don't mind me asking, I'm going to kind of get into your background. Now. That reminds me. Yeah, sure. So you know, I know I know how much you love football, and I know your childhood. But can you talk about how you grew up around it, and like where did your love for the game really start? Yeah, so um, when I was about seven years old, my dad um, showed me my first Giants game. Um, and at first it wasn't about the football for me. I just wanted to spend more time with my dad, which meant watching Giants games. And I fell in love. Mm -hmm. Um, Tiki Barber was my first favorite player and he made me fall in love with the game of football. And just from there, I was hooked. Um, my dad and I would watch Giants games every Sunday. Um, and like, he was so happy about it. I mean, I don't have siblings. So he was like, oh my God, my daughter loves sports. He was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't even need a son. Like I have a daughter that loves football. Like I'm going to teach her how to throw a spiral. Like I'm going to take her to training camp. Like we're going to watch all the games together. Like it's going to be so awesome. And like, it was, it was so cool. It's like, I'm so thankful that like my dad was so supportive. Like he's my biggest fan. Um, and it just like really grew from there. And at, by the age of like 12 years old, like I knew like every player (laughs) on every roster, like it was, it was a lot, like it was craziness. Um, like Sarah said, like there's a whole like room in the house and like, I have like enough giant clothing to like last me multiple weeks. It like, it's insane. But like, um, I'm so grateful that like my dad has been so supportive and my mom too, like she'll watch games and like. She was so excited for the Bucks during our <laughs> Super Bowl run. It was, like, awesome to see her, like, you know, um, watching football and talking about the players with me. So that was really cool. But, um, yeah, so that's, like, it all started, you know, at a very young age. Yeah, I definitely relate, especially with the familial perspective. Like, you know, me and my sister grew up playing basketball. And I think when you also play the sport, that's kind of where your love comes from that. And, you know, yes. like, my parents, too, are into it, too. Like, I think when your whole family's into it, like, you have no choice but to get wrapped into, like, the excitement absolutely absolutely and I feel like like what you said about how playing us the sport also helps you know foster that passion um and that's why like for me like getting girls to play football is like such a big thing to me it's so important to me because like I want more girls to like fall in love with the sport and like realize that like it's for them too it's not just for like guys and like even if you're not going to play tackle like flag is still like awesome and so fun and um you can like really fall in love with the game yeah when you were interviewing um for the scouting position with the buffs did you talk about the your flag football background like what was interview process like and what drew you to that team specifically sure so i had a bunch of interviews um with some nfl teams um but the bucks called and um i went for an interview it was a group interview so it was me and the four other people they were interviewing all the other people Mm -hmm. were men um and it was a two-day interview it was very intensive so they flew you um, out 
like to floor. Okay. So they flew mm-hmm. us out. Um, we were in the hotel and we met our um, fellow interviewees um, the morning before we had to go to the facility. So we're all waiting in the lobby to get picked up. And it's like really <laughs> awkward because you're like, oh, I guess you're my yeah. competition. Okay. Hi. Hi. Nice yeah. to meet you. Um, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we got there. And of course, like we're all like starstruck by the facility and just like everything like we cannot believe we're here and they bring us up to the draft room and just like being in the draft room is just a whole thing which you're like so excited about um and then we were given a whole bunch of work to do um so we were you know very busy during these two days um we had to it was during mini camp so we were able to evaluate players in person so we were given a position group and we had to rank them um, at, and then presented at the end of the two days, um, and we presented it to like everyone, oh, wow. like the GM, the GM was there. Was there. And, like, all, so that stop, yeah, uh, which is so awesome. Nervous. Like I, think I pass out. I really um, RGM Jason yeah. Light is like really really cool. And yes, I was so intimidated, but the fact that he was actually there and wanted to yeah. hear us and like hear our opinions, like that was really really cool because I don't think that happens yeah. everywhere. Um, and then on top of that, we had other work to do. We were assigned um, a few reports to write and a cut up tape to make. Um, but it was very interesting because we were doing it with our other, like the other people and we were like competing, but they also wanted us to do, have like a team aspect to it. So we all had to decide when we were leaving. So we (laughs) all had to check on like when, how far along are you on Uh your work? So it was like very interesting that like, the psychological aspect of it like we want you to understand your competitors yeah. but we also want you to work now, as a how team. are they toward you or the other candidates receptive are they kind like how did that go yeah they were um really kind i think they were a little surprised yeah. um to see a woman but i like there was no yeah. issues um i think people were just like oh like you know tell me how you got into this yeah um so, uh, but it was definitely a crazy experience. Um, and, you know, even if I didn't get the job, um, it was still like an awesome yeah. experience to like go through that interview right. process. Um, because, you know, it was like a lot of, it was a lot of pressure with high intensity environment. Um, so it taught me a lot. Um, but I got the job and that was like an awesome day. And my dad yeah. cried and my mom cried. We're big criers, guys. If you, can, um, if you, if you, yeah, we're, everyone's a crying. <laughs> right. It's like we don't cry over normal things, but like getting a call from the NFL and getting a call from the NBA, yeah. crying about that. Right. And I, you know, I always cry when like kids get walk on scholarships. Um, <laughs> puppies don't make me cry, but kids oh getting walk on scholarships makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. And then, okay, that's, that was incredible. I remember I felt a level of happiness when I found out you got the job beyond imagination. So tell us, what is a day in the life of a scout actually like? Cause I know what you do, but I don't know what your day to day is like. Sure. So it really depends like in mm-hmm. season or draft prep. Um, so in season, um, so we get in at like 7 a.m. Um, facility and then we are working on our pro reports. So we get assigned three a scouting assistant. We get there's four scouting assistants. We get assigned pro reports to write. We get three pro teams and we have to watch and write a report on every team. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. every player mm-hmm. for those teams. So we write about 200 oh, wow. reports when it's all said and done because even if a guy plays like 
a hundred snaps, like it's still evaluative mm-hmm. enough and it's still significant. Um, and basically what we're writing is like a snapshot of what that player looks like in that season. Um, so if you're not watching tape, you can read the report and understand like for what position specifically. Oh, okay. all so them. you weren't like assigned, let's say like, okay. okay. So we write for all okay. of the positions wow. on the team. Um, yeah. So, and then on the pro side as well, we help with write advances, um, which help coaches, uh, prep for game day. Um, and we'll do other, um, analytics projects for the coaches as well. Um, and then we will help with, um, tryouts. So we'll help facilitate the tryouts. Um, and then on the college side, we are assigned small schools that our area scouts might not get to. Um, this year it was a little weird because normally we would travel to yeah. those schools um, and get to see those players in person. But our um, a lot of small schools didn't have a season this year. So we were going off of old tape and we just would write the reports and get the character. Um, but it was a, l- a lot of players decided to go back for another year um, because of COVID. So it was a little tricky this year, but we still are responsible for writing those players and getting um, information yeah. on them. Um and then we also um, do some POAs, which are cut-up tapes, which look like kind of like a snapshot of the player. So you put the highlights um, as well as the not-so-good plays, the big plays, um, just so you don't have to watch multiple games. And then um, right now we're in draft prep, and that is a lot of cut-up tape making because mm-hmm. um, you want to create a cut-up tape on every player that we have draft um, that's draft-eligible. Um so it's definitely like a lot of work and, um, you know, uh, you kind of keep your head down yeah. and grind. And it was awesome that obviously we had a great season and won the Super Bowl. But, you know, when you turn around, you're in draft prep mode and you're six <laughs> weeks behind. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like get, get to yeah, work and, and grind. You know, Carly spoke about work ethic, and I think something that people don't always think about is just, like, the odd hours that you work. It's, like, I remember at the NBA, there was so many nights i just come home at 3 a.m. Yeah, you were working, like, like overnight, yeah. practically. Yeah, like, it was like crazy. you know, it's funny. When you think of, like, a social life out of college, I remember asking friends, like, who wants to go out on, like, a Tuesday night? Because <laughs> I was working every right? weekend. So, like, a Tuesday and Wednesday night were my, like, the two days I would have off, like, fun nights for me. And I think, Carly, you can relate because, you know, with, with game days being, you know, like, on weekends and whatnot, you don't have that much free time. Even holidays you're working. Holidays you're still working. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's definitely, I mean, and we'll get yeah. into this in another episode, but you know, like sports is, is a lot of work and like you love, yeah. you have to love it. Um, and cause you will be working long hours and weekends yeah. and holidays and you know, it, it, that's, you know, the compromise and people do think, oh, it's glamorous all the time. And you know, it's, it is. it's sometimes <laughs> for sure. But not yeah, speaking of glamorous, I can't wait until the next episode where Carly talks about the Super Bowl because there are celebrities that she saw that I was literally sitting in my house freaking out. I wanted to FaceTime her by the <laughs> by the punch table. I'm like, FaceTime me right now by the drink table. I need because I need to see this. Like I would have been stalking people in the restroom. Like it was crazy. Oh, it would have been a pr- like if you were there, you would have been like running. Like who is that girl? Like running after? <laughs> we're not gonna say his name because we're not gonna give it away yeah, you have to listen I'm excited. but yeah you'd, <laughs> you'd be running um yeah I cannot wait to tell you guys about it um and like I said we're gonna possibly have a guest um that can also tell us about 
her experience um, during the Super Bowl. Uh, but um, we're going to wrap up with a little <laughs> game. Um, so I want to start this game and I want you guys to write in um with your um superstitious moments our game is called very superstitious and we want to hear all the crazy (laughs) things that you guys have done um to help your team win um so i know that i have a bunch and i know that sarah has some so sarah tell us about okay sometimes sometimes when i'm watching the the blazers because okay so side note guys so i'm like a huge portland trailblazers fan um for nba and sometimes when i'm watching the blazers i make dana my sister sit in a certain chair in the room and my mom sit on a certain couch because i just believe that that couch arrangement will help will help their their threes will help their outside shooting so i yell at dana if she's sitting on the wrong couch that's something i've done i have a very specific sweatshirt i wear me and my mom have matching rip city gray sweatshirts that we wear for game days um in the playoffs so those are some of my superstitions oh my goodness. those are pretty normal i feel like you have weird ones that's not no, even no, that not bad. bad okay so Oh boy. Oh, I'm going to be so judged. Um, anyway, so my, okay. So when I was younger, I don't do this anymore, but when the giants played, I would wear as many layers of giants clothing as possible. Head to toe from socks. Like just a little round, hat. like Carly with like, I'd layer up in like all, cause I thought more layers. Was like, this in the winter look. or was this during like, the warm have, season? Well, football season. But is September, cold anyway, so that's you're helpful. still layering up in um, September. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I'm layering. Um, and I have like I then like I have like specific clothing, like Giants clothing that is not good. Oh luck, yeah, those so don't count. Those wear are it those on are game not. day. Right. right, like you can't wear those. Like you have those things. Feel like you're like, oh, this is not good look. I can't wear it. So that's like one of mine. I have yeah way more. Um, and I will share share that. Um. At our next very superstitious <laughs> segment, um, guys, we want to include some fun segments at the end. So if you have yeah. any ideas, um, like let us know. We would love the feedback. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, this has been so awesome. We're so excited to launch Next Woman Up podcast. Um, if you guys want to follow us, it's Next Woman Up podcast on Instagram. And if you want to shoot us an email with some ideas of what you guys want to hear about, or if you have any superstitions, you can email nextwomanuppod at gmail.com, N-E-X-T-W-O-M-A-N-U-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you. Um, and that's all from us, Sarah. And I just want to like say up. that I appreciate you putting pod instead of podcast. It's super trendy. I love that little addition that you made there. Thank you. Yeah, like we're really trying to be trendy. Um, we're gonna start parting <laughs> our hair in the middle and wearing baggy okay, jeans too. Okay, thank you for listening, guys. We appreciate it. <laughs>